Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Ride with MBS Malay. Feels so good to be here today. I know the last time I spoke with you guys, I was letting you know that I was going through a lot and I was going um, to be doing things to fix my attitude and to fix my mentality about it and everything. And lately, I've been doing the positivity challenge every day. So every day, it's like you you say a minute you go for a minute talking positive about your life or talking positive about the universe or whatever is going on in your life and then um by the end of the 30 days it's supposed to be like a consistent flow like you should be like adapted to it or whatever so like you should try it if you're experiencing some like really tough uh situa- situations right now or like if you're in a really dark place like how I was in um actually of speaking positive into the universe and everything it does actually help i know like you know me saying this is probably like easier said than done to you but like trust me like the spot that i've been in these past few months it's really helped me and it's really lifted me i've been going out and doing a lot more lately to fix my attitude and like i said to fix my mentality about a lot of stuff that i've been through and it's very helpful so i'm just letting you know um for a person that's did did this for a second time, the first time it refreshed me, and this is like a whole reset, and it feels really good. And I just want to tell you right now that I have a cold, so you're gonna hear me sniffling a lot on this. <laughs> it's alright. So, um, before we get started, I want to let you guys know that I have my friend from high school, Tia, here t- today. She's gonna talk with you guys. Say hi, Tia. Hi, everyone. <laughs> She's gonna um be telling you guys about her story today. Um. She has a lot to talk about. I'm very excited that she wants to come on uh, this platform and speak to you guys about everything that she's been through and about the new stuff that she has coming in the future. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm very excited about this. So, do you want to start off like telling them about yourself and things that you do? So, as you guys know, my name is Tia. Um, I'm in Malaysia from Putnam High School. Um, right now, I go to Bay Path University. I'm studying small business management with residential and commercial interior designing. Wow. So, it's a lot. I'm taking a lot. Wow. A lot, so. Wait, what degree are you shooting for in the small business? I'm getting my bachelor's degree. Wow. Wait, when did you start? So, you're about to... I graduate uh, next semester. So well, I'm going to say congratulations in advance because that, yo, it's really tough to go through college because a lot of people drop in and out and they don't yeah. never know. Do you know what kind of business you're going to be doing? I eventually want to own, like, my own, like, totally different, my own clothing line. Uh-huh. But it's, like, not having, like, the background of, like, sewing and stuff like that. So I'm trying to right now just... Learn the basics. Learn the basic of what I can do or yeah. if it's from, like, anything. But I'm good with my hands, so I can do, like, anything. Like, right now I make jewelry. So as a side thing, I make jewelry for people. Like, they tell me what they want. I go get beads wow. and I make it. So I do a little thing, a lot of different things. I just want to make a focus. So. You can do it, too. Yeah. And you know what? I can connect you with a lot of people that I know that's into the fashion industry. Okay. And they can probably tell you where to start and stuff. Like, I know okay. a lot of people out here. So I don't want to say one person's name because I got, like, seven at the top of my head right now. You know what? I'm just going to say it. So I know I know self-invest. She's okay. part of the the fashion industry. There's Movado. Okay. There's oh my goodness, like it's just like they're all coming to me at once. So like it's just really hard to just throw them all out. Um, I have a friend named Rosa Serrata, but she lives in New York. I mean, okay. she lives in New Jersey. Okay. So I I know you got listen. I'm gonna come up with a list by the end of this um this meet. Okay. And I'm gonna put you on to a few people that you could talk to about okay. you know trying to get into that because that sounds yeah. really good. Girl, That's a, and it's really hard to run your own business and everything. Yes. And you're going through the basics in school right now. So, like, you're getting the, the tough 
tough part out the way because some people just jump right into it. Right. I'm that some people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped right into it. Like, I'm quitting my job and everything. I'm just doing it. Like, trust me. It, and it, that's what I wanted to do because, like, to be honest, like, you kind of inspired me to, like, like, to do it. It's like, I'm sitting here and I keep telling, have people keep telling me, like, you have a story. You need to get out of there. You need to tell it. So I'm like, okay, let me do, like, a channel. Let me do. But it's just like, I just sit here and just be like, Oh, I don't have the time, or oh, I, I can't do it right now. Oh, like I make so much make the excuses, yeah, like, and it's just like, when am I gonna do it? It's, it's like just I'm about wasting. stepping out and just doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sometimes that's what it takes. Like, you know, sometimes you'll say say it to yourself over and over. All right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But it's all about taking that step. Like, when people come to me and they they tell me I want to write a book, I'm like, all right, so you how how are you going to be writing this book? Did you start it yet? And they're like, no. And I'm like, all right, so this is the first thing that you have to do. If you really want to write a book, mm-hmm. start off by at least writing five pages a day. Okay. Therefore, by the end of the week, you got 35 pages. And then by the end of the month, you got almost 300 pages inside that book. Or, like, if you write 10 pages each, each day inside that book, mm-hmm. you got 300 pages by the end of that month. So, like, and that's just writing, like, 10 pages a day. Like, and you only know your life story. You could tell me your story. Mm-hmm. I could write a story however way I want to. But can't nobody tell your story how you can tell mm-hmm. your story. Can't nobody speak with your voice. Can't nobody write with your hand. You got to just do it. Exactly. And so that's then, like, when you actually take that step, like, when, when you first learn how to walk, it's like learning how to walk. Mm-hmm. you never going to learn how to walk if you never take that first right. step. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's my new slogan. It starts with the first page. Mm-hmm. I think it is like page one. Something like that. Yeah, I, like that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it out there yet, so I'm going to put it out there. Right to it. Heck yeah, you see what yeah. I'm saying? It's just a little simple. Right. You know, rhyme and nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to put a little jingle today but and I everything. I think you want to get up and be refreshed out your coffee. You're like, yes. Starts with page Yes. One. I can hear it on the commercials right now with the guy with the deep voice. <laughs> Starts with page, wait, page one. Right. All terms and conditions apply. <laughs> that would be so dope. Oh my god, I'm stupid. Okay, let's get back to you. Okay, um, so I understand you said you have a lot that you want to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And okay, so what do you want to start? You want to start with how you grew up? Yeah, I'll start with that. So I grew up thinking that my mom and well, my aunt and uncle were my uh, parents. That's all I knew. I, I used to see a lady every other weekend. Every other weekend, sorry. But it didn't click to me like she was my mother. It didn't, it didn't dawn to me that was my mother. Until the age of like 10 or 12, then that's when the truth came out. So it kind of felt like, I don't want to call myself like damaged, but it's almost like when you're in a situation like that, like my mother had me when she was 16. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a situation like that and you grow up and you're like, okay, like you had all this time to come get me back. You got remarried. You had more kids. You could have came and never and come came back me. for me. Right. And then like your excuse was I didn't want to hurt your you know, your great aunt. Like I she was so attached to you. You was her everything. I didn't want to hurt her. But like when I talk to him, my dad is like, regardless if it hurt me or your aunt, that's your mother. She has an open policy to come back and take you. We just did temporary temporary what do you call it? Temporary uh, custody. Yeah. Until but, she was able. Yeah, but I was really, as a baby, I guess, my parents said I had seizures a lot. Mm-hmm. So it started when I was um, one month years old, just seizures all the way up until, like, I was 13. So then they had to get full custody. But the rumors around the family was, Aww. yeah, like, I never signed the papers. They stole you from me. Like, it was just she was trying wow. to get me to turn against them. 
Wow. Yeah, it was like really, really bad. She was trying to get me to turn against me. So I was like growing up being brainwashed, like who like who is Tia? Like who who am I? Like I'm going to school, I'm trying to fit in, I'm meeting my friends in school, but it's like who like who who am I? Like like is my name really Tia? Like what's my name? Like where do I come from? Like where's right. my history come from? You felt like a part of you was taken away because you didn't grow up with the part of you that was actually the part of you. You grew up 12 years with somebody else yes. that you thought was your parents and that you were supposed to be like and you always felt mm-hmm. like maybe you didn't fit in or maybe you wasn't anything like them? Well, it's more like, not like that. Like, they made me fit in. Like, they made me feel like so, like, like, I kind of get, it's to the point, like, if somebody said, like, oh, how's your aunt? Like, how my in-laws do? Like, how's your aunt? How's your uncle? Like, that's not my aunt and uncle. That's my mom and dad. That's not my godparents. That's oh, my mom and dad. Oh, so it's like, wow. So, like, as you was growing up, I know they was like, making a mistake and saying it. Yeah. Oh. So, it was just, like, they was more like, you know, sure, my mom and dad is, like, as I grew up, like, the family on my dad's side never, like, treated me like I wasn't family. Uh-huh. But it was just weird because, like, my mother meeting my aunt always had that connect where she's like it's me and you against your sister and your dad like you're my blood uh-huh. like your dad is by marriage you're my blood uh-huh. so now that I'm 27 years old it's like I sit back and I look like where I came at it's just like wow like all of this could have been like different different like I would never have to grow up with counseling or hate or, or just thinking crazy thoughts if my mom would just be like I'm gonna take you back and mm. I'm going to raise you as, you know, as my own. No, she waited till everything was done. Don't get me wrong. She bought me stuff right. as a kid. Right. But the raisin was there. Like, you know, I know it's TMI, but she wasn't there for my first period. It was just different she because was, she wasn't actually there like she was for her other children. Right. I understand. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, um, th- like you would be a complete different person right now had you grew up with your mom? Yeah. If I grew up, I would be different. But I also missed out on a lot of things. But yeah, I would have been different. Like, what do you feel like you would have missed out on? Like opportunities. When I say for opportunities, like my dad, he is like my world. Like that's like me and him bump heads a lot. But like, are you speaking your biological dad or are you talking about your uncle dad? My uncle dad. Okay. Like, he's okay. like, he's my like basically for race my godfather. He's um not to confuse everybody. So he's yeah. like that's my world. Like me, we bump heads a lot. But like. That's my idol. I look yeah. up to him. As much as he get on my nerves, how much as I say, like, every every kid say, like, I'm going to kill you. Like, you're so annoying. <laughs> like, 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 oh, like, but that's my, like, that's my, that's it's my It's a person. father-daughter relationship. Yeah, like, and he's just, like, I don't think it would be possible for me to get my house if it wasn't for him. I don't think it would be possible for me to, like. Oh, can we just say that real quick? Mm-hmm. Tia just bought a house, guys. Oh, yeah. So congratulations to her. Y'all gonna put the little hand clap and little thing right at Yo. this part too. Yo, congratulations to her. She's 27 and she got her own house right now. So like that's goals because 10 years ago we're going into 2020. And I know in 2010 when we was in school they was gonna they was asking us what we was gonna be 10 years from now. Yep. And I know for a fact I said, Yo, by the time I'm 25, I'm gonna have five houses. Listen. <laughs> So you got my first house. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to throw it out no. check, but you brought it up. So she's grateful that her uncle was able to help her get her house. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, other things, like, growing up, like, um, I was very, like, very, very, like, obese and throughout my life, especially in school. And I had the opportunity to go to, they call it a healthy camp. 
I call it a fat camp. Oh but, my god! <laughs> so I had the opportunity to go to that, and like um, at the time I was still I was a freshman at Putnam. Okay. And Mr. McCaskill had allowed me to leave school way before time. Yeah. To go to this camp for summer break. Okay. And. If it wasn't for my dad, like, saying, like, we got to help you, like, we got to do something to save you. Yeah. It was, like, even the school was just, like, we'll help. Like, what do we got to do to save, like, Save you for what? Like, because they were saying that that you was... I was very, like, in high school, I was pushing, like, almost 600 pounds. I was 589. Wow. And right now... I I, honestly, I I never even, like, look at people and be like, you know, I'm not like that. So, mm -hmm. like... That's crazy. That, but you lost a lot. You're here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I lost. So a lot. wait. So I, I wasn't. I'm not trying to be insensitive or mm -hmm. anything. Like I, I don't. I never like had a conversation like this with anybody before. So mm -hmm. I don't want to like come off like that no. or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they was basically telling you that if you didn't lose a certain amount of of weight, or that it was gonna just like be completely unhealthy to your life or something. Well, yeah, because the the way I was, it was all because that's trying to jump y'all, but it was all because like. If any of you guys know, like, Depakote. Depakote is, like, a medicine you take when you have seizures. It, it just made me feel like I want to eat. That's the, that's the side effect. You just want to eat. Just You just want to eat just to eat. No reason. Oh. But when they took me off of Depakote, they realized, okay, like, she's not the person I would eat. But it's already too late. It was already too My dad caught on to it, but it was way too late. He yeah. had to convince the doctors. Yeah. And by that time, it was too late. So then that's when the school was just, like, whatever we can do to help you help her. Because... I was really obese. Like I was, I got the pass to take the elevators. I used to help my friends on the elevators. Yo, don't like, don't mind me, yo. I'm like I'm super sensitive. So like huh? if you see me like crying and stuff, just keep going. Okay. It's because like listen, you run into so many people people every day, mm -hmm. and you see so many people every day. And this is why I write mm -hmm. because people don't know anybody's story and you'll see people make fun of people you'll see people talk about people you'll see people that don't know what anybody is going through mm -hmm. and then like when you sit here and you explain this is what happened this is how I got here this is what I'm doing now mm -hmm. it's just like can I cuss in here yeah it's just like damn <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. yeah it's just like oh my goodness like you're so strong because mm -hmm. like that's Yo, and I be feeling like I be stressing and just be freaking right. eating everything. And, like, this is medication that, that you had to actually be taking and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm, that, you're, you're strong, yo. That's why I said I'm not trying to be all insensitive and stuff. Because I will sit here and I will cry and listen to your whole story. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just had fine. to say that. You're fine. But I feel like, you know, I feel like my, you know, my godparents, they, they did a lot. They, they helped me a lot. I mean, I'm not saying that my biological mom didn't my biological father he's he couldn't help my biological father was always on the run and he couldn't help or he didn't want to like not to like step on his toes like when i was young yeah. like i can't remember but i know when my mom told me like he used to buy me chains and dresses and like when i was uh, young but i you know i was young the last time i saw my dad my mother said i was three years old oh you just don't remember yeah so mm -hmm. like Every day I talk to him through a phone, but it's like, I don't know, know you. I know of you, and I always tell, like, when I, like, when I heard, like, what my dad really was, like, who he was and stuff, I just be like, yo, like, how am I a daughter of, like... Somebody like, I don't even know. Yeah, like, that. it's weird, because it's just, like, 
you see the stuff on Lifetime that you go like, you know, there's a girl on Lifetime or a guy on Lifetime. And, and then it's you. Yeah, and then you're like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> so it's just like. How did I, I get here? Yeah, it's like, it's weird because it's just like, I try to like, it's just weird. I feel like my, my life is all over the place. And I feel like I have so much to tell that might could help somebody that was exactly much younger than me that I was going through or somebody much older than me to let them know like absolutely I put a smile on my face and everything I go around here like I'm happy and I'm this whatever but I have so much stuff that's eating me up I just need to like and it's good to be real sometimes Mm -hmm. because when you're walking around pretending for so long and then you're going behind closed doors and you're crying and you can hardly look this is me this is me like I feel you 100% because that's what I've been talking about lately. Mm-hmm. I'm going out, I'm smiling and stuff because this is the picture that I have to paint because I'm public figure. Yep. And mm-hmm. You already know once you're all sad and stuff, everybody gets uncomfortable and nobody knows what to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just good to be real mm-hmm. for once or to be around people that are actually real mm-hmm. and in tune with their feelings and are, are not afraid to come out and say, yo, I, I'm not healthy mentally right now, but I'm getting the help that I need, right. and you're not alone. I feel you. Right. You're right. not the only one in that dark place. Right. I'm also trying to dig myself out the dark place. So it feels good not right. to know that somebody else is depressed or right. been depressed right. with me, right. but it feels good to know that somebody else is also doing the best that they can mm-hmm. to get out of something so dark. Because, like, people that haven't experienced something, like, I, I think that people are lying if they say they've never experienced right. depression before. Mm-hmm. Because, like, we all paint a face for other people so we don't make other people feel uncomfortable. So people would think we're okay because we don't want people to worry about us. Right. But we also don't want to sit here and keep going behind closed doors and not being able to look at ourselves in a mirror mm-hmm. and stuff because we can't take the stuff that's going on in our lives. Right. You just want to say something. Like, you just have to just you got to. let it out. And sometimes people got to tell you, this is how you release. This is how you get that out. You got to, like, actually talk about it because if you're, key, you're keeping it bottled up inside, it's not doing anything but damaging you and eating you. Mm-hmm. Inside, like you said, it's just eating you. Yep. So go ahead. Sorry, I just had no, to say that. No, <laughs> I just had to say that. I felt you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Got deep right quick, girl. Shoot. <laughs> I knew I did my edges for a reason. Right. <laughs> Flip my hair real quick. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. But yeah, it's just you know, like that's just a lot, but um have to deal with and then like now like as an adult it's like you know I have a kid so it's like I don't want my son to go through what I go through so like I'm trying to be the best mother that I felt like I didn't I can't say I didn't have it because you feel like you had two yeah yeah and it's like growing up it was almost like when I did dance class like I used to back in the day I used to dance for Larice Jiggets and it was like my mom when I used to give my mom a ticket to come to my show she never came. Like, I always invited her to come. Yeah. And then last year, I was just dancing my butt off like, my mom is out there. I knew my mom came. Oh, and when everything was said and done, my goodness. She wasn't there. Oh. So it was just like. Oh, oh, I get it now. Yeah. I'm over here thinking, oh, she came. No, she you see come. me? I'm like, oh, no, I never she, she didn't come at all. Keep going, keep going. I got something <laughs> I got to say now. <laughs> Go ahead. So, like, so she didn't come. So now it's just like. I have, I don't want to say I have, that's a strong word, but I don't want to say I have hate, hatred towards my mother. Like You're just disappointed. I'm just disappointed, and it's just like, now that I'm an adult and all the work is done to raise me that my godparents did, it's like, she feels like, you know, I need your mother. But in my mind, 
how I take it is just because you had me doesn't make you my mother. Exactly. You're just biological. Yes. If you raise me, not buying me stuff, not buying me Barbie dolls, not taking me every other weekend. If you raised me and you felt like I was yours, you didn't have to ask for permission to do anything you want with me. That's fine. Like, for example, they go on family trips. At times when I couldn't pay for the family trip, no, let me take it back. When she bought her house, her house was built from ground up. She bought her house. She said, this is your room, Tia. I said, yay. She said, had, you know. How old you know, were you? I was, when she bought her house, I was, I want to say, I think I was like 16. 16. Okay, so this is after yeah. you already know. Okay. So I was like, when she bought her house, you know, she was, I was like, yay. She was like, this is your room, Tia. Which room do you want? I was like, okay, this is my room. My brother got the other room. This is mm-hmm. my room. I got the big room. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, have your uncle buy a bed for your room. And I, at the time, I didn't know the better. I was like, yeah. dad, can you buy me to my godfather? I was like, you know, I call him dad. So I was like, dad, can you buy a bed for, you know, my biological mom's house for my room? And he said, how does that sound? You want me to, to buy, buy a bed, bed for her over house. There. And you already got a bed here. Yeah, she can't buy the bed. And I told her, I said, well, my godfather said he's not going to buy the bed for over your house. You have to buy it. And she never bought the bed. All she did was move my younger brother up into that room. So I never had a room there. She never bought the bed. Wow. So it's like the little things that, that really mattered to you was taking a, taken away yeah, from you. Yeah, and it's like, I have to like, you know, like now that I'm old enough, like whatever, I have to let it go. But it's like. It's hard to it's let something hard, like yeah, that like, go. Yeah, like I don't want to like, like for example, my prom, it was like. I let her be involved in my prom. I let her do stuff. But she wanted to be the one to, like, you know, like, not just be involved, you know, money-wise. She wanted to do actual stuff and not, like, have to, like, pay for stuff or whatever. So she felt like I robbed her of my prom. Which, to be honest, I kind of did rob her of that, you know, of that moment moment of seeing me in my prom dress and whatever. And she criticized it. Like, she saw my outfit. She was like, oh, I wouldn't have you wear that or I wouldn't that. But... What she said to me was, you know, I can't wait till your brother get older. I can do the same thing. And when my brother no, yeah, freaking way. My brother graduated from um, I think it's Sabbath over there, Rebecca Johnson. Yes, I think it's Sabbath. Uh, No, Rebecca Johnson. He graduated from there. She went out and bought him a suit, which is normal. She bought him like you know a gold necklace, and he was blinged out to the floor. Wow. over there and like she just like I didn't take like no like I took pictures with him but not like a serving picture like when he got to the destination because it hurt your feelings yeah so it's kind of like I understand she could have been there for that but she didn't so it's like I don't want her to be the person like your mom your mom loved this to my son your mom loved this. you know you're I'm 27 you're almost like past like 40 a little bit you're still trying to get to know me so we bump heads and we all the time moments. But we bump heads because it's like, I bought a house. And, of course, my partner put on Facebook, like, you know, we just bought our house, whatever. But then me, I went in and lied and said, no, we didn't close on the paperwork yet, babe. Why would you put? Because I know, like, at the end of the day, I'm always thinking about how other people feel. Yeah. So I know when she sees that, she's going to be like. Her feelings is going to be hurt because you yeah, didn't like, tell why her. Why you didn't tell me that yeah. I bought a house? I know y'all was looking, but why you didn't tell me you found a house? I understand. But that. it's kind of like. Why you didn't I, feel like you needed to tell her yet. Yeah, I just feel like, like it's just weird because it's like, and he, he doesn't get it. Like he tries to get it. Like he doesn't get it at all. And like you don't know, like we're not married yet. Yeah. It's just like he wants me to fix what's going on with me. 
mm-hmm. before we even get to that next chapter. If of course. Can. But it's like. Of course. It's, it's hard because it's like, how yeah. do you fix that? But that, like, that's what you're doing it right now. This is what you start with, with you. This is this is what I'm doing currently. That's why I'm doing my little positivity challenge thing because that's fixing yourself and that's fixing the inner you and he's like absolutely right for that because you can't love somebody until you love yourself. I would have not saying that you don't love yourself but I'm just saying like we go through things in our life that we can't get past and that we can't get over and that's the things that's constantly constantly weighing on us Mm -hmm. and so when it's constantly weighing on us it puts us in like you know that type of mentality that we can't get past stuff like that and it Mm -hmm. messes things up throughout our lives with the things that we're going through because we're still holding on to to those deep-rooted issues Mm -hmm. that we was experiencing through our childhood Mm -hmm. and then yours I'm, i'm no psychiatrist or whatever but like honestly me i've 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 had my mom all my life but if I'm going to get, like, all deep and personal and stuff, like, me and my mom never been, like, close like that until recently. Me and my mom just started getting close, like, like just started getting close. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm going to be 100% honest, I felt like I was neglected of a mom all my life, even though I had my mom right mm-hmm. there, too. So, I feel like you felt like that. Mm-hmm. Like, she neglected you, even though she kept you. She um took you every other weekend so you could visit her. You didn't know who she was. You was calling her mom, and then you found out that she was your mom. Mm-hmm. I feel like... You feel like maybe she neglected you? I feel like, yeah, like a little bit. Like, if you ask her, like, she'll, like, you know, she'll apologize. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, this happened. You know, I was young. If I could go back to the times, I would. I would never give up my baby. Like, I'm sorry. But it's just, like, that part, like, I'm I'm past that. I'm past you giving me up. The part that kills me the most, and I can't wrap my head around it, is you got remarried, and you had two. So you could have been taking me you back and you didn't. You took me back. Like, mm-hmm. you got married. You could have easily took me back. Like, it was just a call. I would just come back. Like, maybe I wouldn't just come. I would gradually, like, I would miss them because that's, that's who raised me. But, like, you could have took me back. Like, there was no excuse. Like, I was yours. Like, you could have easily took me back and mm-hmm. just be like, but then don't lie about it. Don't say, like, when I say, oh, you signed your rights or no I never signed my rights up I never signed don't lie like, about it just be honest yeah. so it got to the point where my godfather was like you know what like let me help you out and he went in a safe he pulled it out and showed it to me and he said what's that and he said keep take a picture of it I took a picture of wow. it and he said whenever you go to your mom's house you show her mom, like, like he didn't like say show her he just said like have her write something for you say you need something just write something for you I said okay so I said mom can you help me work on my cursor we'll never forget it I said mom can you help me work on my cursor and she was like, okay. I was like, yeah. Back in the day, I was in Miss Barry's math class. That oh, I love Miss Barry, like, yeah. girl. I so love Miss like, Barry. Right. So she was like, I was like, can you help me with my math, like my um cursor? And she was like, yeah. So she helped me with my cursor. And she was like, Ma, how do you write your name in cursor so I can see it? Because I want to see if I'm doing it wrong. And she said, you do like this, neat and everything. And when she did that, I prepared a picture. And I prepared what she had. And then that's all I took. That's all I took it in. So I'm like, wow. everything I was told was lies. You did sign it. It was just and now you feel like you don't believe anything that she said right. because after that. Right. And then now that I have a kid, it's like he has a whole bunch of grandparents. And I'm like, okay, so can you watch him for me? And she's like. She said he has a whole bunch of grandparents. Yeah, like he, 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 <laughs> he got six cents. Yeah, he got, he got bad grandparents. So I was like, one of y'all could take them. But I feel like the majority work is done with my godparents. Like, tired or not, my dad would take them and watch them. Like. And that's all I'd be asking her. And she'll be like, make up excuses like, I'm tired. Which may not be an excuse. She work. Yeah. She get off at 4 o'clock in the morning. 
he used to get off at going for four, get off, get off at six, or get off at five. Anywhere you put it, he'll watch and tie or not, mm-hmm. he'll watch it. But it's just like, it's a lot. It's just like, it's a lot. It's just, I got a house and it's more like, I just part of me want my mom, but a part of me has to let go and like, still love her. I still got love for my mom. Because you can't force somebody yeah. to do something that they don't want right. to do. Because they're going to come along eventually. Right. But she puts it off on me all the time. Like, it's you, Tia. I try to love you no matter what I do. I realize that it's not good enough for you. It's not even that. It's not even if it's good enough for me. And then some people think of excuses to get themselves past or like, you know, they have to tell themselves certain things that they believe in order to get past certain things. So that's that's something that I'm learning how to do myself is telling myself a certain thing. It can't be a lie, though. I have to tell myself a certain thing and accept that certain thing and move on right. with everything that I'm going through. So, like, stuff like that, like, with, with my mom. Like, what you were saying, you said you gave your mom a ticket and she never came to the show or whatever. Right. I've, like, been performing for years and I've always wanted my mom to walk through the door or to watch me perform or to listen to me speak. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, because, like, I have I've grew up singing in the church and everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, she saw me perform in the church, but she never saw me, like, out on my own doing my own stuff. Because, like, you know, it's not godly what I do most right. of the time. Or, like, what I wear is not what I grew up wearing. Because, you know, I used to wear long skirts yeah. down to my... And <laughs> she's like, yeah, I remember that. I remember, I remember the long skirts, girl. <laughs> yeah, I used to have to wear the long skirts. <laughs> <laughs> right, that to with a long skirt down to my little ankles and stuff. All right, so like once I got out of that, um, well, once I got out of like her custody and everything, mm-hmm. I ended up uh wearing what I wanted and like going on doing what I wanted. So like of course that probably like uh pulled her away from me because I'm not doing the things that she taught me mm-hmm. to do and stuff. But like you know, of course I've always wanted like her support and stuff. Right, right. Girl, I I'm about to be 27 next month. And she came to my book signing for the first time this year. Do you not know? I cried. I I cried. Like, I was bawling. (laughs) Like, I got pictures. My friends took pictures of me crying. They're just like, well, it's my mom. She's here. Like, (laughs) so look, trust me. I know exactly how you feel. Because, like, I mean, like, our situations are completely different because, like, you know, I know I never experienced, like, you know, having to realize that somebody else was my mom when I grew up thinking that this person was my mom. I never had experience that. I can't compare that. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about the other thing that you're talking about when you always expected her to walk through the door and stuff. I know exactly how that feels. So always, like, oh, be so hopeful about somebody coming to the door, even though you know there's a possibility they might not come through the door. Right. Trust me. I know what that felt like. And then, like, it just felt good to experience that this year. So, like, I want to say this. I told myself, I started telling myself, I started accepting that people, sometimes they just don't want to be there, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, like, not that they can't be there. Sometimes they just don't want to be there. Like, you know, I know I'm in club settings most of the time or whatever, but I know, like, if you really wanted to be there, you'll make it a point to right, be there. Right, So, I I started telling myself, okay, I have all these family members. I have all these people that say they're my friends and stuff. If they don't show up, then I just got to be okay with them not showing up and just make friends with other people that I know is going to show up at my things. Mm -hmm. So, like, eventually, I just stopped 
looking at the door, waiting for somebody, like a familiar face to walk through the door or somebody that I wanted to walk through the door. And I just started walking around just talking and meeting other people, talking to other people, Mm -hmm. introducing myself to other people. And then those people started coming to my shows and everything. And then when I stopped expecting those people to be there, they started showing up. Oh, wow. Ain't that crazy? Yeah. And I feel like it's all a part of, like, the whole manifestation thing when you're, like, expecting somebody to be there and stuff mm-hmm. instead of expecting them to be there. Expect other people to be there, other pe- people that you feel like want to be there because you, if you really think about it, you don't want people showing up to your events that don't want to be there. Right. You think right. I want you just to come just because you want me to see your face. No, I want you to come because I want you to be there. Yeah. I want you to be there because... I want you to feel like you're proud of me mm-hmm. and like you want to actually see me and like you actually want to show up. Right. So that's what I started saying to myself. These people are not happy for me. So they're not coming to my shows or right. these people right. don't want to see me. So they're not coming to my shows. Why do I want somebody there that's not showing up? Right. Why do I want somebody in my life that, that won't show up in my life, that, that don't want to be in my life? Why am I loving somebody that don't love me back? That is right. that's you know what true. I'm saying? That's so they, like, that's stuff that I started having to tell myself. And that's what I've been saying to myself these past few days, like with my little positivity thing mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just like, it's all about you. You come into this world by yourself. Right. You come to this world, you don't have kids when you walk mm. into this world. And then some people don't even care about their kids after they have kids. And I know, like, you know, we both probably felt like the, our, our moms felt like we was not supposed to be here or like we shouldn't have been here or like whatever. Mm. But people that want to be in your life, they will be in your life. They will make it a point to be at every important situation in your life. Mm. Everything that you felt was important to you, they will call you to see if you're okay. And and no matter what form you. of contact it is, right. if you don't got my number, you know you got me on Facebook, you know you got me on Instagram, you know you got me on Snapchat, you got my email address. Mm-hmm. If you really want to come and find me, if you really want to reach out to me, if you really want to see how I'm doing, mm-hmm. you're going to take that extra step. If you really yeah. love me, mm-hmm. you're going to take that extra step and you're going to go do it. I'm not going to sit here and keep begging and keep expecting you to walk through the door when you're not even expecting me to come knock on your door and say Merry Christmas. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if, if you're not expecting love from me, why am I expecting love from you? Why am I the one that's still loving you? And why am I, I'm not saying to stop loving somebody or to not forgive them and stuff, but that's what's holding us back. Right, and I try to be different because, like, you know, I have a son. So she tells people she thank God for my son because she's like, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be closer. Like, we, we wouldn't get closer. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to lie, like, a part of me felt like all the reason why we close how bad does it sound? Always when I close to I thought maybe you're going to help me, like, babysit him wise, like, when I try to mm-hmm. make my money to try to better the life that I want for him. But when I realize it's not working in my favor, I mean, you won't even come over. You're like, the, 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 how do I say it? How my godparents and her are together, like, they put their differences, my godparents put their differences aside and said their door is always open. Exactly. You can come to the house, you can see him, that's where we at, you can come and see him over there. That's love. She don't want, she don't want to, she's like, she rather spend time with her first grandson, her only grandson in her house. Well, I can't get over there half the time, like, I'm if you really want to see him, you're going to make it a point to come. Right, if you really want to see him, like, only time she see him is like, if I had, you know, my stepfather pick him up for me. Like, that's it. But, like, you can come. You know where we're at. Yeah. I don't have time. If I'm working, you can say, like, Dan, can you bring the baby over or whatever. Like, you just say, like, I haven't spent no Christmas, no holidays, no nothing with him. Y'all don't bring him over here for holidays. How? He has so many grandparents. It's hard to, like, 
Y'all could have came over to the house. You could have said like Exactly. Like you said you had to work that day. Okay, I get you out of work, but you could have still I mean you have your own little family over there, but you could have said, you know what? Let me go take a ride over there. I know her in right. right now. Let me go over there and let mm. me go. No, so it's like I gotta finagle everything and it's exactly. like at a point of time I'm just like, I'm done. I can't I can't do it all. It was easy when it was just me. But now when I have a kid, it's not the same because you're like I want to spend time with you and him. You're not going to get me. I'm out here trying to make a hustle and bust for him. You're not going to get me. Yeah. All the time you're going to get me if I'm really like in the area I wanted to sit down. But when do I ever have time to sit down? Exactly. Now that I just bought a house and I'm trying to find jobs that's in interior designing and try to do stuff like that, I don't have the time. Like, exactly. It's hard. So, And that's, a, that's a, the crazy thing about being an adult. An adult is because like you have expectations for family members that you feel like it's supposed to be there for you, but just like you said, your your aunt, uncle, your mom, and your dad, your real mom and dad, not your biological, they their door is always open. Yeah. And people that love you, and people that really care about you, and people that say that they love and care about you, mm-hmm. will prove to you that they love and care about you. And them having their door open, that's just saying these are really the only people that. I need in my life, not downplaying your mom's existence in your mm-hmm. life and stuff, but, like, if you want to be there, then you can be there, all right? Like, that was something with my biological father. He never was here in my life, ever. But my mom never said he could never, my mom never said he couldn't come and see us. The door was always open. This Never. Never did he come and see us. The first time I saw my biological father, I was 21 years old, and I made it a point to go out so he could meet his grandson. Makes no sense. Yeah, I know. But that's the type of heart that I have. And, like, you know, it could be trouble for us sometimes because we can't find closure in certain situations that we need closure in to help us move on in our life. But really, really, if we really think about it, it sucks to say it, but we're holding ourselves back because we're so focused on the people that we feel like is supposed to be in our life. Mm -hmm. But these people that supposed to be in our lives, supposedly, if they are supposed to be in our life, the universe or God or I'm not sure what you believe in would have made sure that these people was in our life if right. they were supposed to be right. there. Right. But them not showing up, them not taking that extra mile or that first step to be there, mm-hmm. as many years as it's been, as many holidays went by, you ain't see your grand, grandkid, as many times went by, you could have talked to me about mm-hmm. this situation and it never happened. You don't care. Because if you cared, you would have went the extra mile Mm -hmm. to care about me Mm -hmm. and do it. Like, you know? Right. So, like, I feel like that's something that I'm really working on right now. Like, you know, I'm no therapist or whatever. But I know for a fact that me constantly telling myself over and over and over and over again, I come into this world alone. I'm leaving this world alone. Whoever is in my life during my existence here, these are the people that's supposed to be here. If I have to sit here and keep chasing after somebody that I feel like is supposed to be in my life, that person's not supposed to be in my life. Exactly. And that's something that I'm learning right now, that I'm in the process of learning. If these if all of these people that I feel like is supposed to apologize to me, I'm trying to move on from situations like that. Like, I'm trying to feel like I don't need an apology from this person anymore. Like, I've approached people that have damaged me for the rest of my life, trying to 
uh, tell them what th what they did to me. And I felt like that didn't even do anything but damage me a little bit more inside because seeing that they weren't remorseful about this apology that they felt like I was supposed to get right. just made me feel worse. Like, you right. just walking around all smiley and stuff and I'm just over here all hurting because you're not sorry. And then I finally get this stupid apology from you and I don't even want it anymore. Right. Because you don't care and you don't right. mean it. Right. That's how I felt. Like, even though she, like, cried about it and she cried and she was just like, you're my life. Like, you're my world. She was like... I realized after a while I had to let it go because, like, my, it's not my older brother, but, like, my baby brother. I have a baby brother. One is 18 and one is six, I believe. Six or seven. So the baby one, 18-year-old, he was, it was getting to him because she used to always cry in front of him. So I felt like it would make him not like me, like, make him envy me, make him hate um, me because she would go to him and cry. She and had she so would, much negative energy yeah. about you. So I had, it came to a point in life where I just had, I said, just tear, just put it underneath the, you know, put on water underneath the bridge, just suck it up, just go on. Easier said try than done. Go over there, try to just, whatever, spend a night over there, you know. You made the her, effort. Yeah, like make her like, and then I eventually reached out to him, I was like, do you have a, do you feel a certain type of way about me? Like, do you like, and he was honest and he told me and it, and that hurt me. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, as we got older, like when he, when he first told me he was, Fifteen. Wow. So now he's eighteen. Our bond is just we text all the time. We just you see, like and that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. If you really feel like you love somebody, or if you really feel like somebody is supposed, to, if somebody's supposed to be in your life, they're gonna be there. Mm -hmm. And just like you did, you went that extra mile. You still spent the night, even though you probably didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Even though you probably didn't want to, because of the energy, yep. you still. Went the extra mile, wrote to him mm -hmm. to see if he felt some type of way. And then y'all knocked that shit right out the butt. Mm -hmm. Like, that shit is crazy. Mm -hmm. So, like, and then now y'all got a tight relationship. Yeah, now we tight. Like, he's the godfather of my son. Like, we we tight. That, that's good. what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's real love. That's that's the love that you're not going to have to chase because you said how you you asked him how he felt he told you you felt it and now you guys are tight yeah that that's love that's my baby mm -hmm. that's what I'm talking about and then like here we are me and you both of us still waiting for people that won't even love us to, to be here right, right that's me right, right, that's right. me that's what i'm saying right. i feel you that's me <laughs> that's me like i, I feel you 100 percent. i feel you 100 percent. but like sometimes we can't help ourselves because we have that type of heart like yeah. if we feel like you're supposed to be here in our lives like sometimes we can't help it but right. that is something that's damaging us and it is something that's um holding us back from loving ourselves more and from like having a better future mm -hmm. because we're we're always not only are we always like co constantly thinking that something bad is going to happen with somebody that we get close with or something like that cuz that mm -hmm. that's me. I'm always thinking like, you know, somebody's going to neglect me or walk away mm -hmm. from me or whatever. And I feel like that really damages me because I feel like I end up trying to like turn away from a person before they could do it to me. Right, right. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. And so that's something that I feel like is he your fiance? Not yet. I'm waiting for him because you know we doing stuff backwards. Okay, hubby. We just like house. Hubby. We just had a baby. Yeah, it's so okay. It's like... <laughs> First come the baby, then come the house, then yeah. come there. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I feel you, but I feel like 
I feel like I 100% agree with him that before we move on into something bigger, even though, like you said, we did everything back. But anyway, yeah, like, what's the big deal? Like, I'm just waiting on the What's the big like, deal, man? Right, like, come on, like, what? Well, like, we didn't just get an apartment. Like, we got a house. house. So, a house. So, when is the ring coming? Because, you know, we've been staying, like, hold on. Right. Like, he knew well, he needed to cough up that ring. Like, he yeah. needs to cough up that ring. <laughs> yeah, but like, one thing I do agree with him with is for any woman or anybody, period, in this whole wide world, if you want to move on in your life with somebody else, if you want to sit here and focus your life on making somebody else happy, you got to make yourself happy first. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that that's something that I'm working on right now. I'm trying to keep myself happy because I know at a point in time, I felt my peace and I felt my love and I felt whatever the universe was bringing to me was like all good. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like stuff was happening in my life and then my whole life seemed like it was just like tumbling down. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I didn't know how to dig myself out that closet or out that corner. And I felt like nobody knew what I was going through. Yeah, because nobody, nobody gets it. Like you just keep yeah. going in. Like that's just me. They're just like, this girl, she's always smiling all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they just always expect for like this happy person to have like the best life ever like you know Mm -hmm. and then some people always say like smiling faces tell lies you know you Mm -hmm. can always see the depression or the hurt behind but like honestly there was really like a point in my life where I was smiling I was happy all the time and I felt so light all the time and like that's what I was trying to get to and I just started feeling like that all over again like Mm -hmm. honestly like I right now I feel like I'm going through so much and I don't even feel feel what I'm going through right now because I'm being so positive with everything because like i know what like i was saying on my challenge the other day there's somebody out here that's experiencing a way worse life than i am right Right. now even though i feel like i'm going through hell right now there's somebody else that's probably like beneath beneath hell right now like you know yeah so like it's always best to like look at our lives pick up like all these broken pieces that we have and just like we got to carry it move on like let go of the pieces slowly like however where it's easier said than done like we said several times already in this podcast but like we have to learn how to accept that some people are just not meant to be in our lives right right and then if they show up in our lives then they do but like we gotta learn how not to be so like vulnerable to it because it might walk away again one day (laughs) but then it hurts to live in pain and fear like that all the time that's why i said that's i'm like whatever we have with each other that's just me but whatever you want to develop with your grandson, that's your whatever. Exactly. That has nothing I have to do nothing. With, like, nothing to do. Don't cross them. Don't knock them. Exactly. Stick to, stick to him, and then you'll be fine. Like, you don't have nothing to tie this way. But, yeah. like, sometimes you crash them sometimes. Sure. Okay. Um, well, we basically talked about it. We got two more things to talk about. Um, but I think you already touched up on the, the lymphedema. Nope. I didn't talk okay. about that. So... Lymphedema, let me see. A lot of people don't really have a good idea. Like, they don't know. Some people say it's elephantitis. My mom's the doctor, so she said it's two different. They call it that or whatever, but I know it as lymphedema. And I used to, like I said before earlier, I used to dance all the time for the Reese Jiggets. I was always dancing. I was in karate. I was always in everything. Um, I went away to Mexico, a trip, family trip with my godparents, and I got a bad mosquito bite. And when I came back, I was in the hospital. It was bad. And then they diagnosed me with lymphedema. I was never born with it. Then they said you probably for being, you know, obese. And you lose the weight, it'll disappear. And now that I'm 27, it's still here. So it's kind of like having lymphedema is like something that I do want to, like, write about and tell my story about, like, how I adapt. Like, how did I get in a relationship and have a lymphedema? Because I was always that one that was, like, anybody that want me, like, 
Mm. Look to now. Got yeah, a man right. and a baby, right. baby. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a, I had a, I had a light in that for a second. That shit was dope. Go ahead. She said, I always was that person. Think nobody's gonna look at me now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, what? Right. And we got a house. Yeah. And we got a baby. She was waiting for the dog. And we got to get married soon. Right. I say so. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Back on. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like. So it was really hard. Like going through like school, middle school with it and. It was it was hard. I mean, I got teased a lot, but like, I know there's like a little girl I mentor her. She's nine years old. She's just turned ten, and she has it in her both arms. Wow. Now she has, uh, I believe it's cancer. I don't know what stage. Oh my it, goodness sake. Her lymph nodes. So when I over here complaining and saying like, you know, like I always wear pants. I can't wear dresses. Like, I mean, I could wear a dress. I could wear shorts, mm-hmm. but it's just me. Don't want to do it because. Because of how you feel yeah, about yourself. Like, and then, like, people are not educated, especially their kids. And I'm used to people, like, pointing and look like... I can't even tell y'all how many times I gotta, like, cuss somebody out, especially their kids. Like, I'm more likely to cuss out the parents before I cuss out the kids. But if they older enough, <laughs> I give it to them, too. Because it's like... Uh, they be rude with it. Like, they not be seriously. Like, looking. Like, I'll educate... You ask me. Like, why are you lying like that? I'll tell you. I'm not sensitive about it no more. I will tell you. I will completely tell you. But if you just and like that's how you and look, that's that's yes, it's that's fine. how you do it. You got to start with your story because that's how people start learning about other people, and that's where stuff starts to change. Is when you tell your story, when you're different from other people, and you tell people why you're different, then they start they start understanding, and then they stop judging other people. Right. And like, there's a girl on Instagram that I follow, and she is like. It was more her too, like so, like so, basically a mixture, like you and her. And it was just like I see, like how you're doing things out here, like you're writing your book, you're telling your story, Aww. and then it's like okay, like I have so much to tell. And then when I look at her, she's on Instagram, she's showing off her legs, she's in the um, lymphedema society, mm-hmm. like she's doing all this modeling and everything. And I'm like. You can do it too. I, yeah, like I can do it too. Like if she can do it, then I can do it. You can do it's it. Like, I just gotta tell my story. You can do it. You can do it. I just don't know how to go. You're doing it right now. You just started. You just started. You came on my podcast and you're telling people this is where it starts with page one. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta do it. That's all you have to do is just start it. So your YouTube channel Mm -hmm. is that what you're gonna use your YouTube channel for yes like I kind of like started like I haven't even opened it yet but like I started like making a whole bunch of videos like I have like a whole bunch of like um SD cards like like the little memory cards for Mm -hmm. camera and I have like me like traveling and me like cooking healthy stuff so that's gonna be like healthy stuff and like you know, working out and stuff like that, but I really and getting wanna, yourself there, right? But I really want to sit and just be open with people. See, and just, like, tell them like that. That's what I'm talking about. That's how ugh, you know what. Go ahead, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> you know, like, like I just felt like I have all these ideas. I know what I want to do, and I know how I want to go about it. But it's just like, where do I take? I I know you said like this is the first step, mm-hmm. but it's more like. YouTube people can be very like harsh and mean, but like, how yeah, much- that's what when you're telling your story. You gotta tell your story and not care about what anybody's gonna say. There's always gonna be backlash. There's always gonna, even if you could be speaking about the most positive thing in the whole wide world, mm-hmm. people are still gonna find something negative to say. Okay. So that's where you gotta start with. If you already are, you're already okay with talking about your story to anybody that asks. You already don't care, like whatever you see it, whatever you're staring, whatever. This is why. 
You can you this is something that you're living with. This is something that you're experiencing. This is something that you're okay with talking about. So if you're okay with talking about it and you want to tell your story to get other people to talk about it, it all starts with not caring about what anybody else has to say about it. Okay. Don't care. Don't care because this is your story. Nobody's going to tell your story like you. Nobody's going to write your story like you. Nobody knows your story like you. You know what I'm saying? Only you know your story. Only you know how you got to where you are today. And look, you're, you're in a better position than most people today. So obviously somebody can learn from you. <laughs> I want to say all that, but <laughs> no, they can. Honestly, they can because, like, look, look at you. Like, you have all the reasons to smile right now. You have all the reasons to love yourself. You have all the reasons to start that YouTube channel because people need to hear your story because they need to know that they're not the only ones that's going through it, and they need to be able to share these videos and stuff so they can be like, "This is me." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some people are followers. Some people are leaders. You have to be the leader because everybody don't talk about their situations. Mm-hmm. Everybody like on Facebook is that's sharing videos that they can relate to, right. but they're not sharing videos that it's their own story. Right. Everybody's not brave enough to do that. Right. You know, so you doing it and you stepping out doing it. That's you're you're being an example. You're being a leader. And that's what your YouTube channel is supposed to be for. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm supposed to be. And it's also going to help you work on yourself and love yourself more and be in a better position for honey here. Talk about some, okay? Yeah. All right, I'm happy. (laughs) All right, I see me. Right, like, like, I get the ring now? Like, I just just do what you do now. What's up? Right. I got two seasons talking about myself. Yeah, one. Exactly. So before we X out of here, because I know we talked about everything, mm-hmm. do, is there anything else that you want to say or is there anything that you want to tell anybody out there? Anybody, like say anything that you want to say right now. I just like anything I want to say, never give up on your dreams. Keep searching for your dreams till you get to the top. Never give up. Just keep going. Keep going. And if you need help with anything, you can always reach out to anybody for the help and just keep going. And stay tuned to my YouTube channel. That's what I was about to say. Do you know what it's going to be called? <laughs> Lady Unique. You heard that? Yep. You heard that, Lady? Is it already created? It's already created. I just, you know. She already got it. Lady I Unique. Got, do you spell don't. unique regular? Do you spell it uniquely? No, just regular. Okay, so if y'all don't know how to spell unique, U-N-I-Q-U-E, all right? Lady <laughs> Unique. Yep. Make sure you guys hit her up. Give her the views and everything. She's going to get that YouTube channel popping. Make sure you send her all the encouragement and all the love. Do you want me to tag you in this podcast? Yeah, you can tag me. I'm going to tag her. So if you go add her as a friend, I'm pretty sure she's going to put her updates for her YouTube channel on Facebook and stuff. So make sure you guys hit her up and stuff. Is there anything else you want to say? No, that's it. Okay. Yo, thank you so much. For coming on, though you're actually the first one to share your podcast, your story on my podcast, because oh, I have really? I have people lined up, but they're not ready to tell their story yet. Oh, they're waiting, oh, okay. and I have somebody that recorded her story, but she's not. She's like, uh, I don't, I don't know yet. I'm scared, like you know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. so like she's ready, but yeah. like you know. Thank you for being brave enough and coming on here and having the courage and the knowledge to come on here and speak to my listeners. And now we got 4,000 listeners. We got over 4,000 listeners now. So, oh, wow. yeah, so now people are going to be on your channel and everything like what's yes. up to you. I felt everything you were saying. Now, honestly, like I really do feel everything that she was saying. It really does. It takes a lot to get out of something that you've been going through for so many years. It takes a lot to 
forgive something that you felt like you never would be experiencing yourself and like you know her situation is hard for me to put myself in that position because I honestly don't know what I would have done at that age like finding out something like that for myself like like she said that's stuff that you see in lifetime movies like damn that's me that's me what the heck so yeah so that that just goes to show you like no matter what you're going through, there's always somebody out here that has a, a complete different story. You never know what somebody is going through. No, you should never talk about somebody. You should never. You don't know anybody, so you don't know anybody' story to be going around talking about somebody. So before you go around saying anything about anybody, you should like actually listen to people's stories like them. Like you know, like we have to make this world a better place some way somehow. If you got a story that you want to tell, you can always come out here and tell, or you can start your own YouTube channel like Tia here. All right. Mm -hmm. So, if you guys don't know, my speaking of you starting back up on January 20th, I'm going to be uploading the flyer pretty soon. Um, January 20th, 116 School Street, Chicopee, Massachusetts. If you guys are free, it's going to be starting at 8 o'clock. It's going to be free entry. So, I don't want anybody complaining about my little $10 fee after January 20th <laughs> because the first one is free. So, fuck with a nigga. <laughs> nah, seriously, real shit though. Um, I appreciate you guys for listening, for tuning in. It really means so much to me. And, like, you know, if you have anything or any questions that you want to ask Tia, you can hit her up. You can respond in voice messages on here, and I'll send it to her or whatever. Just, like, you know, yeah. So be good to yourself. Do the positivity challenge like me if you guys are, like, in a dark place and stuff. And, yeah, I'm out here. Peace. Peace, Tia. Peace. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Now, before we ex out. I just wanted to ask Tia, how do you feel after releasing your story? Well, I feel good. Like, it just makes me feel like really like, I don't know, like really, I feel like a weight is just lifted off my back just a little bit. Like, I feel really just so much energy, like so much relief of like, just a little bit of like weight lifted off me. I feel really good about it. Yes, that makes like, me It's feel like a little chill. If that makes sense. Like, I don't know. Like, I know it's cold in here, but it's like... I got a little chill, like, woo! Like, I'm about to conquer the world. Like, what are we about to go do today? <laughs> She's like, what are we going to do today? <laughs> that made me feel so good. Yes. See, that's what you needed. Yeah. How did you feel before? Before um, before we did it? I was nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? I'm going to step on people's toes. Like, am I saying too much? Like, like, <laughs> like, I was rehearsing the night before, like, looking up, like, videos and, like, like, do I put myself out there? Like, I talked to my mom. My mother was like, just be real with yourself. And I'm like, do I say too much? Some people don't say too much. Do I say that? Like, I was, like, now I just felt like, it just naturally just kept going. Like, yes. Going, see? Going. You see? That's that's what I'm talking about. That's why you vent, and that's why you talk about things that you're going through, because you feel better afterwards. Mm -hmm. Right, Tia? Yes, I feel good Because it is now I'm about to open my YouTube channel for you guys. Woo! So, yeah, bear, bear with me. I know I, I gotta fix it up. But She's putting that YouTube channel yes. up. I'm super hyped for it too. Thank you so much, guys. Peace. <laughs>